You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and uh, we, a few weeks back we talked with Patrick Murray about the Irish Film Festival, the Ottawa Irish Film Festival, which is uh, virtual this year and is also has greater geographic reach than it did previously, uh, because traditionally when it was a real live event held in a cinema, it was in a space at a specific time during uh, the first weekend, I think it was, in April. Whereas under the current environment for cinema, it has actually opened up all sorts of possibilities because it has allowed program directors and uh, organizers of festivals like this to re-look at how you present and how you reach an audience and how you can expand the reach of that audience or to a larger audience. Uh, Patrick, first of all, thanks a million for coming back. And I know you have the program finalized, and that's what we're really going to talk about today. Yes, thank you for having me on, Austin. It's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, yeah, as I was saying there, it, the whole dynamics are changed, and cinema is one of the things that I guess, while we're not getting that live theatre experience, it still allows the films to reach people's eyes and ears. Yes, actually, we're pretty excited about it, as, as much as we would prefer to have people in person and enjoy a, a social atmosphere. It's an opportunity for people who are living together to have a cinema at home, and as well as reach across Canada. As far as I know, we are the only film festival in Canada showing Irish, well, Irish Film Festival in Canada. So this is an opportunity for us to uh, pick up the ball and, and uh, share the latest of uh, and the greatest of Irish film uh, for this year with all of Canada. And the other thing I know this has given you an opportunity to do is to uh, organize your Q&As with a larger uh, number of uh, directors or producers, uh, actors, actresses, that it would have been more difficult in the real world to get people to either travel or to coordinate times, etc. So I think it's, it has given you a greater opportunity there also. Yes, uh, exactly, Austin. You're, you're right. And as, as you know, Austin, um, the Irish Film Festival Ottawa has always been innovators in this area. We're from our first year we were doing Skype and FaceTime Q&As with, with our audiences live. You participated in some of those Q&As. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, so I was used to reaching out uh, online with people, so this came natural to us. And as you said, as much as we love having guests in person, um, I was able to get guests this year to do the Q&As. Well, first of all, I was able to get Zoom Q&As on every single film, all the shorts. But people like Roddy Doyle and Jack Rayner, uh, Patty Brathnack, um, Aoife uh, Crean. Uh, these are busy people, and to get uh, one of them to come to Ottawa just for a weekend would be very difficult, let alone um, 11, or I probably have about 15, 17, 18 people total that I spoke to. And as you say, like some of the, the names that you just mentioned there, um, aside from the cost aspect of trying to get those people to come to Ottawa, I think what the current situation has also facilitators is uh, people like Roddy Doyle, Paddy Brannock and others, that they are more responsive to the request that comes from an organiser like yourself, recognising that this is the way that they need to keep the conduit open. Yes, exactly. A, a lot of them are, uh, for example, uh, uh, Michael, actually I won't try to do his last name, but he's with the Game of Thrones, he's with uh, Winter Lake. Um, he was saying he was like he's been spending a lot of his time going to the shops and stuff. So this is a chance for him to talk about his work 
uh, when he's when things are quiet. And the nice thing about it is he can go for a little walk beforehand. I think Jack would say he took for, uh, took a little uh, took his motorcycle around the lake, and then just come home and sit in the comfort of their living room and have a chat with somebody a half a world away. Uh, it's much easier that way, and then go back to their life. Twenty mm-hmm. minutes. So um, the festival itself, uh, your official dates of when the particular movies that are going to be made available, uh, it kicks off on what date? It kicks off uh, Friday the 9th of April okay. and it uh, runs to the 13th. Okay, and normally you wouldn't run the five days, you would normally just run over a, a two and a half day weekend. That's correct. So again, this is giving people more the opportunity where they can access more of the festival at, in their own time zone at the time that works best for them. Exactly, because even though the films are starting at a, a prescribed time, from the time that the film is available, so say fi- uh, Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, they have 72 hours to start watching that film. And then when they actually start watching that film, they have 48 hours to finish it and can watch it as many times as they like. So if the film starts on Friday, uh, they could they can access it as late as Sunday and uh, or Monday, I guess. Uh, Monday, sorry. And then they'll have two two extra days to finish watching it. So we have eight feature films and three shorts, but you could spread that out to so that you're watching the films even past the official end time of the uh, festival. Right. And um, I know it's easy with the shorts because it's nice to be able to sit down and hear you have something and uh, ten minutes later you have you, you can grab 10, 15 minutes easy enough. Uh, so th- those ones, it, they're not a problem. But before no. we get on to your features, let's talk about the shorts. What have you got on the program this year? Oh, the shorts are outstanding. Uh, we got three of them, and we paired them up with three different features. Or you get the festival bundle, and they'll all be in there. You can watch them when you like. Um, so um, we've got one's called Sersha, which is about the uh, the horse culture in inner-city Dublin something that I was not wholly aware of, even though I've been to Dublin many times. And, and fascinating, because people tend to associate that with travelers, but it's not. It's, uh, it's something else altogether. Uh, also, some people tend to tr- associate it with uh, uh, a rougher crowd. Again, not the same, not necessarily the case. And uh, very fascinating. The other uh, next uh, is uh, Banya, which uh, actually, for those who don't speak Irish, and I'm not a great Irish speaker myself, but the Solio Sertia's Freedom, Abanya's Milk, and um, as you probably know, Austin. Um, but uh, and that one is a famine. That's that one is directed by uh, Jack Rayner, uh, with uh, Will Poulter in the lead, and it's uh, like a famine ghost story based on uh, uh, Japanese actually legends that were um, covered by an Irish writer who lived in Japan in the late 19th century. Wow, fascinating uh, uh, piece about uh, a man who works on a on a farm during the famine, and is visited by an apparition. And then the last one is The Fairy, which was actually long-listed for the Oscars, and that's by Niall McKay. And, uh, and I'm sorry if I met, forgot to mention Searches by Marion Berger. So uh, Niall McKay is, uh, uh, he, he, uh, he's actually the founder of, uh, screen, um, of the uh, San Francisco, L.A., and I believe New York Irish Film Festivals, and Irish Screen America, Screen America. Uh, so he directed a film called The Fairy, and actually that's about the uh, the uh, the mother the mother homes the mother child uh, the home that, uh, the nuns, and it's a bit of a mystery. And uh, you have one mom looking for a child, and you got 
one adult looking for her mother, and they come together uh, in this little town um, in Wicklow area, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and it's it's a bit of a mystery with a twist. It's, it's very well. It's beautifully shot. It's tragic at the same time, given the story. Uh, but it's it's uh, an excellent film. Uh, and Patrick, all- Patrick, under the definition of a short film, I know it's restricted to a certain length. What length film it, does it before it ceases to be a short? Generally speaking, with festivals, it's about forty minutes. But okay. you'll very rarely get uh, a forty-minute short film. Okay. In our case. There are uh, eight minutes, eight minutes, and uh, 22 minutes, I think, or 23 minutes. Okay, and for Saoirse and Banya, um, given that they're both Irish words, are they um, Irish language films with subtitles, or are they silent? Saoirse yeah. is a documentary in English, uh, so uh, no uh, Irish there. Right. Banya is in Irish, but subtitles. Okay. okay. Uh, although there's very little speaking in it. It's a very visual film, but, there, yeah, it's in... Um, Subtitles. Right. So then your main screen features, you have uh, eight. Let's, let's kind of maybe take them in chronological order as they, they will be made available. Given that you have, as you said, there's 72 hours, is there an official start time of the festival? Yes, it'll be uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time for Bump Along the Way. I've seen that. That's a, that's a fantastic movie. It is a great film. I had a wonderful talk with the director. Bump Along the Way. And so you have the one movie on the Friday or are there two? Just the one on the Friday to start off with. And I have to ask, of course, the opening reception. The mingle. How, how, how are you handling the, the official opening and launch? Well, right now we don't have anything planned, but you got me thinking that we should probably do something on Zoom. We're still trying to figure out all of this technology and catch up on things. Right. But uh, festivals have done that, so that's actually probably not a bad idea to set up some kind of room in the evening around 9 o'clock where people could come in and talk about the film and uh, share their thoughts and, and mingle. I think that's a great idea. Right. So then Saturday, next day that you have movies. Yes, yeah, so at, uh, on uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. we got Iraq. This is in Irish with subtitles, Iraq meeting monster. It's based during the famine, but as you'll see uh, or hear in the Q&A uh, for those, uh, is that uh, it's not necessarily about the famine. It just happens to be set in the famine. There's many things that happen in the story that uh, would have happened otherwise. These Q&As are pre-recorded, so while it might have been wonderful to be able to interact with the director or the producer or whatever, that has not been technology being what is, it is. Yes. They are pre-recorded Q&As. Exactly. I thought about it because I know some of the major festivals like Sundance did them live. And, and what I found, though, was when I was watching it is they would have one box open for just the chat to talk about your film. And then they have another box for the questions. But the audience sometimes mix them up. And it looked like you needed to have somebody, another person present to, while one person is doing the interview, the Q&A, another person uh, going through all of the comments and figuring out which ones are the questions and which ones are just saying how much they like the film. Start to realize and then when you consider time difference, it might be too much. Yes. So uh, for our little festival uh, that's going big this year, I figured the best was just to do them all in advance and uh, and just try to ask questions that I would think that an audience member would be interested in, in hearing the answer to. Indeed. So next. Next up we got Wildfire. It's uh, on at uh, 5 p.m. on Saturday, and that played TIFF this year, or Toronto International Film Festival, for those that don't know the acronym. And uh, it's a fantastic film about two sisters coming back to Northern Ireland and uh, reuniting and uh, dealing with uh, the past. And uh, any notable actors, actresses, directors involved as we go through these? You mentioned those as well. Yes, like in Wildfire, it's uh, directed by Kathy Brady, who uh, dire- who's uh, directed the series uh, 
Can't Cope, Won't Cope. For those who are familiar with that uh, dramedy from Ireland, that was an excellent uh, series with uh, Shauna Kerslake and Nika McGuigan. Mm-hmm. Next day on Sunday at 2 p.m., we have a, a superb documentary. We do have a bit of a theme, it seems, this year. But it, uh, The Hunger, the story of the Irish famine, uh, narrated by Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have to say, it really uh, floored me. And apparently, uh, when it played in Ireland, uh, it did the same thing. It created a, 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 a huge discussion. Uh, as it revealed a lot of things I think uh, a lot of people didn't previously previously understand or realize about the FM. And I guess we're finding out that uh, it was something that people didn't talk about much. And actually, I will say to, to your audience, Austin, for those that in Canada, that in Ireland or what have you, that's one of the great things I have found about this Q&A. If you want to learn a lot about the zeitgeist of Ireland, the psychological state of Ireland, uh, these Q&As, I mean, through the art, is a great way to do it. And uh, these filmmakers, the actors, producers, are, been, are very open. They talk about these things. And uh, yes. And as you're discovering, Patrick, there's an awful lot not talked about. Yes, absolutely. And that's a running theme uh, through these Q&As. Right. And these people are eager to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I remember, and, and it is relevant, I remember uh, having a discussion a few years back with um, John Bruton, who was a former Taoiseach a number of years back of yeah. Gale, and with Paddy Cooney, who was a former Minister for Defence. And mm-hmm. I was at a, war, a conference on the Civil War, and I mentioned something about discussion, and he said we were too close to it to be able to talk about it. By that, oh. I mean, historically, the gap had, it was, it was too, there were still people alive who had been on, had split families during the Civil War and things like that. So he, both of oh. them actually basically said we were too close to it to be able to, yes. or, to, to openly discuss it. I could see that. And, and speaking to Kathy Brady about uh, Wildfire, that was part of the theme is, it, is this idea that these girls, they, conf- they confront people who, who were released through the uh, agreements of the Good Friday Agreement from prison, and now they're back mixing into the community after they did horrible things during the tr- troubles and mm-hmm. they, dealing with that. You know, mm-hmm. and it's hard because people just generally don't want to talk about it because, like you said, it's too close to what, mm-hmm. what happened. So next up. So Sunday we got Rosie at 5 p.m. Patty Branagh. Yes, that sure. a wonderful chat with uh, Patty and uh, Roddy with that Q&A. It was, was excellent, and I'm excited to share that with our audience. Yeah. Uh, that's about uh, the housing crisis. Yes, uh, an excellent movie. Fantastic. And, and so interesting in that uh, as uh, my co-programmer who was involved in that, that Q&A made a point of saying it's like people tend to have these very negative stereotypes about people who are homeless. And you realize oh, this is a working husband, a uh, mom, yeah. four kids. Yeah. And yeah. just put into these circumstances like, out of their control. Yeah. Um, and then we get to uh, 7 p.m. On, uh, on Sunday. And we have Broken Law, which is uh, more of a gangster film, with uh, John Connors. As you may remember, you did Q&A with him. I remember the Q&A with John. It can be brutal. (laughs) (laughs) It was memorable. And uh, fantastic Q&A with him again. And uh, and the director, Patty Slattery. And again, you will find uh, from watching the film and and watching the Q&A that uh, it's much more than a gangster film. It also represented a lot about Ireland and uh, frustrations around uh, repression and not being able to speak out and all those good stuff. So... uh, yeah, you know, uh, loss of faith. So uh, it'll be an enjoyable film, uh, but also um, it'll uh, be enlightening as well. On top of that. Right. So moving to uh, the Winter Lake on Monday, that played at uh, the Galway Film Flaw this year. Um, that's the one with the uh, Game of Thrones actor Michael. I think it's McHatton. 
I just, I know I'm just butchering his last name. It's a fantastic film. Uh, it's a slow burn uh, psychological thriller. Uh, also about secrets. Right. <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, moving to April 13th, uh, our last film, and uh, one that uh, you and I um, did the Q&A with, The Last Rite with Aoife Crean. Yeah, another fantastic movie. Wonderful film about uh, going home, immigration, emigration, and, and coming back and returning to Ireland and, and making peace with your past. And uh, and a great road movie as well, like you said. Like, so yeah. a lot, There's a lot to that film. Yes, know? yes. So um, you're pretty excited. I am. I'm very and excited. How, how has the response been? So far, so good. People are, are uh, we're getting, I'm hearing from people, they're, they're, uh, they're keen to give it a try. Uh, they're excited because there isn't a lot of film festivals going on right now that they can get to. Um, uh, also, that's affordable. I mean, tickets are $5. Okay. It's, you know, so, and, the, and, and you mentioned five. How much is the package? Package is the same. Uh, you can just get them all for 40 We just figured that at that price. And then you can save yourself the trouble because you can get, uh, you can, individually dial in, you know, or not dial in, but uh, now I'm showing my age. You can individually, you know, purchase, you know, four or five short, uh, four or five features one at a time, or you can just get the festival bundle for the price of two people to see a film in uh, at the movie theater with popcorn. And you'll have eight films, three shorts, 11 Q&As. So, Patrick, have you been looking at the geographic distribution of people who are subscribing to see are you reaching beyond Ottawa, first of all, and are you successfully reaching beyond Ontario? We're starting uh, an advertising campaign now um, to, to get out uh, to, to outside of Ottawa and Ontario, get the word out. Um, we won't know for sure till after the festival when we start, uh, well, when we, when we get the data for all the people that, uh, that bought tickets, maybe send out a survey and ask them, uh, you know, how they enjoyed it, where, the, where they ordered from. And uh, we'll get a better idea in uh, at the end of April. Okay, okay. Excellent. Well, if anyone wants to get a subscription, the website is? www.irishfilmfestivalottawa.ca And they can get details on Facebook and you are on Twitter. That's right. We are. Uh, Irish Film Ottawa. Indeed. Patrick Murray, it's been a pleasure again having a chat. Brilliant. And uh, I know you'll have a tremendous success and well done and You've done a fantastic job over the years making this festival what it is today. Thank you, uh, Austin, and I really appreciate your support. You've been a friend of the festival all along.